What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, January 25th, 2023. Man, a month after Christmas. It feels like Christmas was just yesterday. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on the ChairShot.com, where we remind you and encourage you to always use your head. My name is DJ. I'm the man with the award-winning beard. I'm going to go around the room and uh, check on this cast of characters. We've got four of us here tonight. Going to start off with Bucky's tag team partner, a man hailing from Cloud9 and the Purple Haze, a newly... A new retail worker in a different form of retail, a man destined yeah, to go to a say. barbershop window. Jason, how are things? Newly, newly minted retail employee of the Purple Cloud. That, so, yeah, um, he's living the gimmick yeah. these days, folks. <laughs> uh, if you've, you're a longtime listener to the show, you know I've made that a tease several times that it was time for a career change for me. That career change did happen. I am no longer in the cellular communication field. I am now in the Massachusetts cannabis industry. So, you he, know. And he also works at a weed store, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Jason, what did Cy best say back in the day? I'm not only a hair club, hair, exactly. only a hair club president, I'm also a client. Customer. <laughs> yep. That's right. Uh, so Jason is AKA the plug now. That's right. Oh, oh, snap. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for anyone from the... Hang on, for anybody listening from the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission, that was parody, that was satire. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, Jason is... Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, you're good, man. It's all good. And pulling up fourth chair tonight, a man with his ear to the ground and a key to the kingdom. He is the co-host of The Outsider's Edge. He is the yin to Rob's yang and a pain in Rob's ass. Mr. Ray Cash, welcome back to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, sir. Nowhere on any other show do I get a better introduction than that. <laughs> Bro, you you got introduced before Rob on Rob's own show. <laughs> Rob, how do you feel about that? So, just so we know, we uh, DJ might be wearing the Seth Rollins t-shirt right now, but if uh, if there turns out to be a Seth Rollins of this shield we've got going on, my money is now on one, Mr. Rob the Genius. <laughs> and speaking of which, last but never, ever, ever least, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, a man blocked by Adam Pierce for playing along. 
the shoot bear of the mindless wrestling podcast and the man with the golden shovel mr rob how's your night good and, and as far as being introduced last i would just ask you minton to remember money in the bank 2021 where the raw women's champion was introduced first but the next raw women's champion got introduced last so oh hey. god he got it in early he ripped the bandaid off early this weekend or this week boys and girls you know, so it's okay to be introduced last because that means you're that just might mean you're walking home with the trophy that night oh he's already shooting on us the shoot bear is coming out hot <laughs> All right, so we have got a huge show. We've got a lot to talk about. We are now there three days, one, two, three, count them, three days. By the time this drops, it'll be 24 hours from the Royal Rumble 2023. We're going to talk a bit about that tonight. Going to talk some Raw 30. Raw 30 happened about 48 hours ago. Awesome, awesome show. We've got some thoughts there, as well as uh, the four of us are going to give you our top five favorite Raw moments over the last 30 years of watching. Uh, I went to an uh, NXT house show over the weekend. Going to give you a little recap on that. Uh, Rob, what else have we got? Because I'm uh, an idiot oh, and can't the, read my own list. The, the, the PWI Awards from for 2022. I have them in front of me here. We're, we're going to kick that around some also. All right. We also, and then, we also remember we said we were going to break down every match in the illustrious career of Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Oh yes, yes, yes I, I remember that. That's uh, we'll uh, we'll see if the, we'll see how time runs. Uh, if we have any time to squeeze that in at the end, we'll t- <laughs> we will definitely fit that in. Uh, as well, at the end of the show, I I promised you guys last week, and I I can officially do it this week. Got some pretty big podcast news. I'm excited to tell you about. Been sitting on it for seven days. Going to drop that on you towards the end of the episode. Why? Because it forces you to listen to the whole thing. Duh, you know. And uh, real quick, wanted did want to tell you guys, I uh, teased at the end of last week's episode, went to the Brevard Renaissance Festival this past weekend, entered the beard contest. If you listened to the intro, I did not, I repeat, did not introduce it as the two-time, two-time award-winning beard. Uh, brothers, I was up against some stiff competition. There there was oh. some really, really good-looking beards there this weekend, guys. I'm, DJ, I'm all I'm going to say is I'm incredibly disappointed in you and let it be known that today wednesday january 25th 2023 the year of our lord is the day that kayfabe died oh yeah yeah you couldn't you couldn't have come in with just a little trophy and just told us this grand tale of you know oh man that's my problem i'm too fucking honest yeah man you're real to me brother (laughs) no wonder you were only a wrestler for what Two years? Two years. Long? Yeah. God bless. Wow, man. <laughs> DJ, would, DJ would cheat in the ring and then tell the ref, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It was my fault. I cheated. I think that's why they made, turned me babyface as quick as they did. They're like, this kid ain't going to make it as a heel. <laughs> no. <laughs> Back in the ref with the with the belt. Oh, did I get you? I'm sorry. Oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to crack you with the chair. Jesus, here, take ref, take that. Disqualify oh, me. I'll head to the back and hit the showers. Oh, that's like that that, that awful commercial where like the the was like the boys club basketball or whatever, and the kid knocked the ball out of bounds, and the ref didn't see it, and then he told the ref, "I knocked it out of bounds," and then afterwards, coach is like, "You did the right thing, kid." 
<laughs> that's like the, that is like the worst damn commercial ever. Okay. Because you know, if, if you've ever been to a, a kid's little league baseball or football or basketball, no way that coach is telling that kid that. That coach is chewing that kid's ass out on the sideline. Like, what are you doing? You want to talk about it's still because real to me? Those kids are playing for the World Series. They're playing for the NBA championship. Well, They're playing for the Super Bowl. And those rev, those uh, umpires are held to a World Series Major League Baseball standard. So, if, man, if the ref's back was turned, hey, man, that's his problem. Yep. I would um, never, ever, ever again offer to umpire a, a kid's Little League baseball game. Oh, that, that Those parents are no. awful. They are disgusting. I used to coach my daughter. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and she was still in T-ball. And, I, guys, she was five. I think she was five. And it was almost like a fight between both sides. Oh yeah, because oh. because one we were undefeated and one team was trying to cheat us so they would get the last last game of the season. And when I tell <laughs> you, like the umps, you ever see uh, you know how when the the Pistons finally lost to the Bulls and the Pistons ran off the walked off the court before the game was over with the heads kind of down sneaking out. Yeah, that's what the umps were doing. They were like, oh, let me get out of here real fast. Oh man. Wow. My father my father was a high school football referee for 30 years. He yeah. There are some coaches, parents, kids, they're all psychos. Oh, it's crazy. oh I got I got two stories from that world. Go right ahead. They, they both involved my dad, by the way. <laughs> oh. so I, was, I was okay, I was maybe like ten or eleven years old playing boys club basketball, and you were supposed to play everybody like two quarters is one of those leagues. And so we won, and one of the parents from the other team swore up and down that we didn't play everybody the right amount or we played somebody too much or whatever. And he was just going on and on and on and on. And Robert L. Bonnet Sr. (laughs) went up to him, and he said, if you don't shut up, you're either going to be picking your teeth up or getting up off the floor. (laughs) And that guy shut up real fast. Rob's dad was the original shoot bear. (laughs) <laughs> and then the other time, the other one, I was in high school, well, I was on the high school wrestling team, and we were, uh, school we were going up against, the referees were just letting them do all types of shit. And we had a couple of guys get injured. One guy, the, the guy on the other team did a damn belly-to-back suplex in a, in a high school wrestling match. And, you know, and our, our guy ended up have, taking it, you know, got ended up in a neck brace and carried oh, wow. out. So Robert L. Bonnet Sr. Robert L. Bonnet Sr. goes up to the referee after it's all over. And he said, you're lucky, because if that was my kid, I would have kicked your fucking ass right here. That's crazy, man. (laughs) High school wrestling turned into an episode of Raw. We had had refs on the take. You can see the $100 bills falling out of his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) We had students going to Suplex City. Also, Scary Team was alive. One, Haku. Two. Robert L. Barnett yeah. Sr.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a man you did not want to mess with. And and I made the mistake of mouthing off to him one time too many once. It did not end well for me. Did you get did you get your size from him? Is he a big dude? Uh well, I'm taller than him, but he's okay. yeah, he is he is a big dude. He was uh, a husky dude. And I got my voice from him. I sound just like him. Uh, okay. All right. All right, well, let's get into the show here tonight. I'm going to start off talking uh, talking about an NXT house show I went to over the weekend. Absolute blast. And I, I know right now they're on the Florida loop, but if NXT ever gets back out in the country and goes on a house show loop, I know I say this 
every time I go to one of these shows, I encourage you to go out and see one. If you like a good wrestling show, the NXT house shows always deliver. Um, it just and, and, and relatively cheap. Like just regular general admission seats were like ten to twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. We paid twenty two for ringside, and that, the the place was sold and it sold out quick. So if you're going to get tickets, you better snatch them up pretty quick because I have people that were trying to go and meet up with us and they couldn't even get tickets. So I'm just going to burn down the card here real quick. Not going to go too deep into it on most things. Kicked off the night. Uh, where did I have? I kicked off the night with Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. Uh, good solid sprint of a match. I think the girls got maybe s- five to seven minutes, but uh, it was good solid, you know, display from the both of them. Indy Hartwell picking up the win there. Uh, I think Indy is someone that they really ought to consider maybe bringing up to the main roster because I think she's done all she can do down in NXT. The problem is there's not really anything for her to do up on the main roster right now. And yeah. we're going to get into a little bit of uh, women's wrestling talk here a little bit later on tonight, which may play a um, you know play into that whole thing there. Uh, next up was a tag team match. Uh, Axiom and Dante Chen defeated uh, Tavian Heights and Bryson Montana, who's a guy I'm not familiar with. I've I've seen I've seen Tavian, and he's pretty good. He's he's got got a lot of upside. But uh, yeah, Axiom and Dante, Dante, who I'd never even seen before, um, looked pretty good. Axiom put on the Axiom show. Uh, some good spots in this one. Again, short, like short, quick match. I don't think it went more than about seven minutes, but it was a solid outing for for all four guys. Did you meant to ask you on TV for a little bit? I'm sorry. Did. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. I understand Dante Dante Chin was on TV for a little bit. He got hurt, though. I, You know what? I'm hit or miss with NXT. I watched, uh, I think, uh, the last two weeks of NXT is the most NXT I've watched in probably two or three months. So, uh, I, Speaking of NXT, did, did Tiffany break out that absolutely ridiculous, what was it, shooting star press she did yesterday? Triple, the triple moonsault. The triple oh, moonsault. That's she what she doing that on a house show, brother. Chris Daniels. That yeah, thing. Chris Daniels style. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was beautiful. Holy yeah, I got to catch up with this week's NXT. But no, she did not break that out. But uh, she looked good going down and defeat Indy Hartwell. I, I know everybody thinks Roxanne is next, and she is. But Tiffany Stratton is going to be a superstar on the main yeah. roster. Tiffany yeah. Stratton is. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, next up was Odyssey Jones defeated uh, Kale Dixon. Kale Dixon's a guy I'm not real familiar with. But Odyssey looked good, guys. He did. He looked real good. He's like fully back recovered from that knee injury and everything. We saw him. We were at least if if it's to be believed, the last NXT show I went to was supposedly his first actual match back from the knee injury. Looked like he was shaking off some rust, but Saturday night, no ring rust. He looked real good. But he trimmed up a little bit, lost a little bit of weight. He was moving around real good in the ring. Pepping for TV, hopefully. Yep, hopefully. I think they're getting him ready for that. Next up was Isla Dawn versus Jakara Jackson. And I know I've talked to you guys about Jakara in the Jesus in the chat. Christ. Dude, she's smoking hot. God Let's just start there. She's smoking <laughs> she's... hot. And then she's an incredible athlete. I don't know what her background is. I Ray, maybe you, was she an indie talent or was she one of the No, uh... she she was a tryout person, but she was in fitness. Okay. And she may have may have played uh, be a college athlete, but no, she was not a Professional wrestler. So she she's, well, I got news for you. She's she's got a natural aptitude for this stuff because I saw her on Level Up about a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, against it was against Isla Dawn, and I didn't haven't seen the one with her. She wrestled uh, what's her name Nikita last week's episode. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that one yet, 
But what I saw Saturday night and what I saw in Level Up, this girl get her on TV pretty damn quick because she looks speaking great. Speaking of Nikita, speaking of Nikita, torn ACL and meniscus. Yeah, she's getting herself a little nine to twelve month twelve month vacation. Yeah, brutal. That set sucks. Get well soon. Um, yeah, you know, I hate to see anyone go down with an injury though. Yeah, I feel like she was just starting to kind of put everything together. Not that she was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not, she was a little shaky on not, some things several months ago, but I agree. The last couple of times I've seen her, she's looked like she's finally starting to to get there. And she does have an indie she background. Stopped, uh, here, here's a good way to put it. She stopped looking like she was playing wrestler. Right. That's right. A good point. Still looked but very she, new at it. She still looked like you know what for whatever I can judge, but like, but yeah, she. I don't know. The yeah. Zoe Stark feud harder though because Zoe had to literally like you could see her slowing down to keep yeah. up with Nikita, well, and it made it look yeah. really bad. Zoe Stark is amazing, dude. She's another yeah. one that I think they need to get right up to the main roster. But again, what do you do with her? Yeah, that was that was a stylistic mis- mismatch as if as much of anything, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Next up, and from a pure wrestling standpoint, this was match of the night. We had Tyler Bate versus Charlie Dempsey, uh, William Regal's kid. And let me tell you, pal, they put on a TV match on on a house show. And this one was neat because this was kind of a tale of two matches. I always judge how how much disbelief they suspend when I look at my girlfriend because Tina is the most casual of casuals. They started off the match, and they started off doing that indie-rific choreographed shit that we all hate. The first, like, minute or two, they went through this series of things, and she even said the word. She's like, it looks like they choreographed this. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. I'm waiting for it. Then, like, three minutes in, it turned into more of a shoot-style wrestling match, like an actual grappling wrestling match. They were putting on submissions and turning things around. You know how the the Regal works. And then they worked that match, you know, um, Tyler Bate got his own stuff in, but they worked it more for for Dempsey's style. And then at one point, they were just trading European uppercuts, and they were stiff, too. Like, they were hitting each other stiff. And at that point, when it was all said and done, she'd done a 180 on that match, and she thought it was the best thing on the show. Okay. So it, it, I, I hope they do that match on TV, because I want you guys to see some variation of it. Because, it, like you said, it started off a little like, what are we doing here? But by the time... by I think it went about 12 minutes. By the 12th minute, you were fully invested. It was so good. Tyler Bate is a... If you listen to T.I., you'll get this reference. Tyler Bate is a 5'9 with the soul of a 6'4 brother. Mm -hmm. Yes. If if Tyler Bate was 6'4, he'd be a seven-time WWE champion. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. It's It's the same thing I'm kind of thinking about Adam Cole. Adam Cole was good enough that they still would have gave him the title. I, because yeah. well, he, no, I mean, like, he, he they would have given him the title once. Yeah. Six mm. foot four, Adam Cole, Maybe. you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, good point. Good point. this right, right. next match, I don't know if Ray saw the spot. I'm going to talk about this next match. And, Ray, I'm going to forward you something in the Twitter DM because I want you to see this spot. This was the sports entertainment match of the night. Because I want to get Jay's genuine reaction to this spot because it was the funniest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. Oh, the, the, um, the, 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 yeah, that spoil it. Yeah, don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it because I'm going to share it. I'm going to get. I'm going to pull it up here. Give me just a minute. I should have had this ready, but I've been you know kind of talking 
Let me share this into the. Um, for the for you know, I'll throw it into the Discord because I've got that one up here first. That one is coming your way in three, two, got it, I got one. It. Mr. Cash, go ahead and check that out. This was a six-man tag match with um, Chase U <laughs> and Apollo Cruz. Oh my God. I saw this. Yeah, I saw that. You oh. saw that. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, Apollo Crews and Chase U, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson with Thea Hall what? at ringside. And <clears throat> Jason, did you not see the spot? <laughs> no. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen the spot? No. Oh, my God. Is that not the Please say moment. Did he win? Did he? Because the, the video cuts out. Okay, let me let me set the stage. I'll set the stage. Let me talk about the match for a minute, and then I'm gonna set the stage on the spot because it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it was fucking great. Oh like you said, okay, Chase you with Thea Hall at ringside against Carmella Hayes, Trick Williams, and Damon Kemp. So great match all around. Um, Andre Chase does the Andre Chase show so freaking good. And there's a spot in the beginning of the match because this happened like a third of the way into the match. It's Trick and it's. Uh, Andre and Trick keeps going for a full Nelson, and Andre keeps slipping out of it. Keeps they try it like three times, and they finally do the thing. Remember what they did with the old the old Master Lock challenge? The guy yeah. would go up and set themselves up. Well, that's what Trick does. Like, okay, you put it on me, and let me see if I can break out of it. And of course, Trick is like a foot taller than Andre, and probably fifty pounds more muscle. So the great part is Andre puts him in the full Nelson. Of course, Trick's selling it. He can't break out of it. He can't break out of it, right? So he's selling it. And Andre's doing his thing. Finally. Trick powers out of it. And when he powers out of it, Andre's kind of selling. He's kind of bent over, and the ref's checking on him. Trick bounces off the ropes, goes to sunset flip Andre. Andre slides out of the way. Trick sunset flips the ref <laughs> without missing a beat. One, two, three. Andre slides into the ref's roll, counts the three, goes over and raises Trick's hand. Trick thinks he's won. I, we, the whole fucking place lost it, man. It was well, so, so fun. You have to tell the end of the story because because the video that you just sent me cuts out. Uh, so the, then you know, the match kept going. Andre comes another... up and does a, a rolls, uh, rolls trick up. Oh, yeah. And the ref goes to count it, and the, the count gets to two, <laughs> and the video cuts out. Please tell me Andre won with that roll up. Andre did not win with that roll up that match no! with almost another 10 minutes. We were this close. We were this close to greatness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all in all, it was a great match. Apollo Cruz looked like a million bucks, man. I, I, was, I was excited to see him because that's like a, again, Apollo coming from the main roster back down to NXT yeah. to see a star that big in front of a crowd of 300, about 300 people was pretty damn cool. Let me just say, uh, Trick is my like sleeper pick for the main roster. I got news for you. If he yeah. keeps going, Trick is going to top my list of most improved next year. When we do our awards at the end of the year, Trick Williams right now is in serious consideration. I'm glad I was going to say, like his his current, not his skill level, notwithstanding, his trajectory recently has just taken a steep pull up. Right, Ray, you were going to say he always overshadowed. Uh, mellow on the mic, but it was more like he's my mouthpiece. But right. now that he's been more active, Mellow will always be a better, bigger star, better wrestler. But I, Trick has made himself viable enough <clears throat> that the split is coming. In fact, I think we're going to see Trick versus um, Mellow at TakeOver Mania. 
Yeah. Um, also, speaking of Apollo Crews, Apollo versus Carmelo Hayes in two weeks at Vengeance Day in Charlotte on pay-per-view, two out of three falls. You want to watch good wrestling. Check, check out that. Third <clears throat> quick thing, Andre Chase is the best thing on NXT TV. 100%. He is. And, and it took me a little while to turn the corner on that, to be honest with you, but the last thing sure, Andre's been... Andre's been at the last two NXT house shows I've gone to, and he's knocked it out of the park both times. So I, again, doing that 180, I'm I'm there with Andre Chase. Two things helped. You know, One, turning done. him face helped, and two, giving him a move set people know helped. Because when he does the stomps with when he does the chase, the C H A A L, that's the most over thing in football. It is, and it was Saturday night. They popped for it because they had Duke hitting one person, him hitting the other, Apollo hitting the other, and the three of them just. It, it was good stuff, and Apollo was all in on it, man. He just he played right along. He mixed so well with them. It was a lot of fun. Thea and Duke are two of the best things to happen to him, by the way. Thea's awesome. She's such a such a character. I was really upset about Bodie being let go and yeah. then bringing Duke in because Duke is such a good piece of shit heel. When yeah, he's played he's played this role well. And when he inevitably turns on Andre, like we all know he is, we got stories for months. So I'm yep. with it. Yeah. Yep, they can milk that for months. And next up, Thea, in this talk about, talk, sorry, Thea, talk about firecracker. She is entertainment every time I see her. Entertainment. Nineteen years old, right? Nineteen yeah. or twenty? Yeah. She's like eighteen. Yeah, or something she's like that. Old. Ridiculous. <clears throat> she's yeah, really she's, young. She's just got that. I don't know that magnetism. Next up, next up, I want to talk about for a minute because I don't know whether this was a tease of something to come or whether they just did it for the night. NXT North American Championship uh, champion Wes Lee against Malik Blade with Idris Anofi. And side note, man, Idris Anofi was awesome doing the ringside, doing the ringside stuff. He was so good with that crowd. He was so funny, so fun to watch. You know, and but the interesting thing here was I don't know whether it was by design or incidental Wesley had to work the heel because that crowd was solid, solid behind Malik. Like, it had to absolute, be audible. It, had to be audible. I, it must have been. Well, see that what, what leads me to think that it wasn't was at the end of the match. Cause I mean, he was, he was literally working heel. I mean, he was doing all kinds of heel stuff, heel spots and <clears throat> the crowd was going crazy for Malik. So if we get to the end of the match, obviously Malik loses, you know, Wes went over West cut a promo. He's like, hey, he's like, you know, no hard feelings out there. He's like, uh, I will say this. He's like, you know, I won, but you forced me to elevate my game to a different level. And I had to act in a way that I wouldn't normally act. And he shook his hand for that. So I don't know if maybe they're considering a Wesley heel turn somewhere down the road and they're testing the waters or West whether this was just incidental because and Tony D'Angelo. He's fighting two of the biggest heels in the company. I, yeah. I don't see it happen no time soon. Okay. No, like I said, I just found it interesting that, that Wes, and, and like you see, you see it on Wes's face. I'm like, he used to work in the heel. What's going on here? And then, like I said, this crowd was behind Malik. And he looked, he looked fantastic. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Next up, we had a triple threat tag team contenders match. We had Gallus uh, defeating Pretty Deadly and Josh Briggs and Jason, or, yeah, Brooks Jensen. I yeah. I keep wanting to call them, you know, Briggs and Stratton, but that's a lawnmower. So, <laughs> Bricks and Dunn. Yeah, yeah, Bricks and Dunn, yeah. Um, a, awesome match. Pretty Deadly did the Pretty Deadly thing. There were a couple of really funny spots in there. Um, all in all, this I won't say I didn't like it, but it was probably – now, we're talking about a really high bar. This is probably the, my least favorite match of the night. All in all, still enjoyable. Y'all know who Jensen is, right? Y'all know who he, who he actually is in real life, right? No. That's Bo Buchanan's son. Is it? Oh, oh Okay. I did not look know that. Him. They look just alike. Look at them. They look just alike. Yeah, I'll have to take another look at him. <clears throat> Last up, and this was a this was a great main event. It was a uh, mixed tag team six person event. Braun Breaker and Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyria versus Grayson Waller and Toxic Attraction. Mm. Um, and again, this was a bit sports entertaining, but I got to take a little side road again here because I got to talk casuals. I got to talk my girlfriend, dude. Right now, she has got mad, legit heat with Grayson Waller. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit heat. And, 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 here, and this is like, it's still real to me, damn it. Because Grayson Waller was coming out. Where we were sitting was, we were ringside, and we were on the far corner on what, if you were thinking of live TV, it would be on the hard cam side. And we were right on the corner. Well, in between matches, that's where all the kids would come. And there was probably a dozen kids that crowded, like, all up in mine and Tina's lap to get to ringside to – yeah, get autographs and, you know, clap hands with the wrestlers and stuff, which was fine. But <clears throat> Toxic Attraction came over right in front of us with Grayson Waller, and they were jawing with these kids. And there was one little, I think it was a little boy. He must have been somewhere between five and eight years old. And Grayson's standing there. He's doing his thing. And all of a sudden, he looked at this kid, and he called him a freak. And he, like, kind of jumped at him when he called him a freak. And, like, this kid walked away, and, you know, as Grayson went back in. And then they all came back up, and then he came back over. This kid, like terrified legit terrified turned around and like got out of there as quick as he could and tina's like he scared the hell out of that kid i know he's in character but there's only so much you, you need there's a line you need to draw me i'm just cracking up because i think it's fucking great heel work it's hilarious she shoot hot <clears throat> like now she legitimately hates this kid if braun breaker had Jeez. punched him legit right in the mouth she probably would have raised the roof off the place that got work brother man. She, oh, she absolutely got work, but that, that and that kid was terrified. Grayson is absolutely fearless. Oh, he is, I, and absolutely. I love it. I love that he's he does not care what anybody thinks. He does not care. Like he is, he's on that MJF Kevin Owens twenty twenty four twenty fourteen level, uh, Tommaso Ciampa Goldie level. I don't care about your feelings, heel, and it's. Yeah, really we need we need more of that. There's not enough of it. We got too many guys trying to play the cool heel and, you know, wanting to, I don't know, be the next Stone Cold. And we need some legit, like, a-holes. Did y'all see the segment with him going to the PC? Yes. Uh, where basically just to start the fight with Brian? Yes. 
brilliant yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was incredible. Absolutely what was so brilliant. dope about it was they like multiple people just happened to be doing lives at the time. Yeah, so like yep. seven different vantage points. That's great. So good. That's good stuff. So all in all, he said, hell of a good time at the NXT show. Um, they did strangely enough, they did not announce their next show. Usually by the start of the main event, they announced their next show. They didn't do that this time, so I'm hoping they come back. Um, I can't imagine that it's not a good market for them. They sell out every time we're there. The only thing I can figure is if they're not going to run in this little civic center, they may be looking for a bigger venue because they've sold out quickly the last few times they've been there. Um, they may be looking for more room, you know, and that's I'm perfectly fine with that. I just it's a 10 minute drive away from me for a really good twenty dollar wrestling show. And I'll take it. You know, I uh, I went to a NXT house show years ago. In fact, I'll give you guys a timeline. I believe this was FTR's or the Revival's last loop. Wow. After they got called up. Okay. And, um, man, it was like some fun matches on the card, man. Um, the, the main event was had something. It was like the Revival versus uh, Finn and somebody. And that's when back when Finn started doing the, the like, they used the, at the end of the shows, Finn and Bailey would, like, have 15-minute post shows and all that. Me and the kid went and just had a blast, man. Um, and that was like the glory days because like Alexa was still there. And uh, like I already said, Finn and Bailey, And it, it was really good stuff, man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, it's I can't recommend it enough. It's a great value. Great value for your dollar. The NXT shows are. Yeah. So because I've, I've been to a couple around here. Cosign everything you guys yeah. have. It's I hope they get awesome. back out into the into the country because more people should be watching these. These folks, and then it also gives them the experience of actual road, getting out on the road. You know, Florida is one thing; you can be anywhere in Florida in three hours, depending on where you're going. And so, working people that don't know you, a lot of those full sale people go there regularly. Yes, yeah, because most of them live in Orlando, so yeah. it's you know they just again they end up wrestling each other. So, all right, let's talk for a few minutes about Raw Thirty. Uh, Going to start off with Ray Cash. Raw Thirty, hit or miss for you. Oh, he I'm sorry, Raw Triple X or however you want to. <laughs> raw, raw is porno, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Raw is porno. Uh, Did it hit for you? No, it was. <laughs> um, no, it was. I think it was a rousing success. There was like a couple of major, major fails, um, but by and large, on a three-hour show, if, t- if two hours plus is is good, it's like super quality. That's a good show. Um, yeah. The Sami Zayn segment all-timer the theory um uh lashley match with the lesnar run-in fantastic lead into the rumble you know um the dx imperium segment unnecessary but fun for the crowd and it was good hilarious to get all those guys. yeah funny and good to get all six of those guys on the show otherwise like you were thinking where's robin's going to be on the show when well, there he is um but yeah man not having to Running running low on time happens. I get it. When great segments are there, you let them go. But to basically fuck over the Bailey-Becky match that was booked and had, had was the only match on the card besides Lashley theory that had storyline implications. And to let that go, but let all the rest of the shit on the card go. And then, I'm not with all the, what the Bellas are saying, but there absolutely should have been more women's representation on the show. Those are major I, fails to me. 
I think what they could have done, like for as fun as the DX segment was with Imperium, when's the last or rather first time Imperium ever wrestled on Raw? That's oh, true. That's they haven't. They, they're they a SmackDown product. It had nothing to do with Raw. That whole segment felt out of place once Imperium got there. Like I get the DX you know, connection to Raw because they existed before SmackDown was a show. Um, you know, and then, you know, you're going to you're going to find a way to shoehorn Rollins into the show. It's just going to happen. I think they could have cut the match. They could have maybe had a face off with Imperium and them and maybe pay it off down the line. But there didn't need to be a whole match. And I think you could have scrubbed that match and, and given Bailey and yeah, Becky more time for an yeah, actual the, match. The match didn't need <clears throat> two segments. That was a three segment that was a three-segment thing. The, it was. The promo, commercial, match, commercial, match again, in the match. Just right. like, I, I'm not trying to cut, cut away from women, but Bianca and Sonya Deville didn't need a commercial. Oh, and that, because uh, um, the, the six-man tag went 13 minutes. And give it seven. Could have done yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So. You know, beggars um, can't be choosers, man. Yeah. Jason, your thoughts. Yeah. Raw 30. Uh, awesome show. And, yeah, the um, again, the old nostalgia stuff doesn't hit for me the same because I didn't, like, live deep, breathe, and die through the Attitude Era. All my it's still real to me stuff happened earlier in WCW. So... By this, and the, the same token, don't tell me it's, like, a super special, ultra, mega, big Raw... And it's a big anniversary, and wow, all these legends are going to be here. When it's the same twenty legends that you get for every single other show, yes, obviously the Bell is a special, and you know, new newer folks were was cool. And yes, there could have been some trimming of the margins, definitely around the entire show, just to give the women even five to eight more minutes would have helped them immensely. So that that was just a failure, probably on a lot of people's plates. Um, and yeah, Hunter, the buck stops with you with that kind of stuff. So, hey, bud, oh. tighten up the ship. There ain't a booker on the planet that's going to bat a thousand. It's just nope. not going to happen. They're going to swing and miss sometimes. And last night, while there were definitely some great home run hits, there were some swings and misses. Um, yep. It's okay. We can get mad about it. We can talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's not a – I don't list that as a failure on anyone's part. You know what right. I mean? So. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a failure as a unit, honestly, because someone should have noticed that at the end and just been like, you know, when you have your big show sheet together – you know, this person's blocked off for that time. This is blocked off for this time. This is blocked off for that time. And then you just do the math and say, okay. That's one thing I will say. Over, we're screwed. So now you just lay the feet, lay the, the feet of people who are, who went over. But again, block the show better, period. What I kept reading was that the, the trial of Sami Zayn ran long, ran long. And that's why they had to shave time. I didn't see, like, you can usually, like, when The Rock ran long a few years back on one of the shows, you could tell he was out there milking it for every minute he could possibly get. I didn't feel like there was anything unnecessary in the trial segment. Like, I didn't feel, I felt like everybody went no. straight to the next thing. Um, and there didn't really, maybe Heyman dragged out his part a little longer. But nothing that should have cut 
seven to eight minutes off of a woman's cage match. Yeah, and I'm not saying like any one. I, I don't even think any one segment was to blame. And yeah, some people get in, went in, did their job, mm-hmm. and got out. But I don't blame the segment. Flat. I blame the Imperium match. I blame the match, yeah. not the segment. But it, yeah, that's fair. Well, and it yes, but if we're looking at it from a logistics standpoint. The Becky Bailey match was at the eight o'clock hour, or for you Eastern Eastern guys, the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. So it started the second hour of the show. Mm-hmm. The Sami Zayn tri- trial bloodline tag title match with Judgment Day lasted fifty minutes. Right. It was yeah. forty-five to fifty yeah. minutes. About yeah. So anything after that, if the if the match would have ended the hour. Okay, we could talk about that. But the match started the hour, right? So it's the time they, so they didn't give them the 15 minutes and don't have the the Imperium match. Have the segment. By all means, have the right. segment. But Rob said they I'm went with 13 you. minutes in the match. Yeah. You know, so cut the 13 minutes for the match because you know they gave them that. You know, they said, go, hey, we're going to give you X amount of time. And they, and they mm-hmm. used every but so cut the match and give that time to. Becky and Bailey. It's it's not anything to do with what came before. It's as much as what came before as you know what came after because you can find time to cut somewhere to give those women more time. Rob, okay, Rob, go ahead. And then your thoughts on Raw thirty as a whole because we kind of we kind of cut you out here, buddy. I have a different answer. Okay, I thought the show for the most part was great. Um, as far as the cage match thing, I actually think. It, the whole feud and everything was better served with how it, it went down because let me explain um to be quite honest with you y'all know i you know i'm always looking at traffic numbers for these segments and all this stuff mm-hmm. um it, this has not been a hit um it has not and i mean the whole damage control thing from jump has been not what you would expect from on that standpoint it just has not hit from Almost from the beginning. And, you know, one and one thing I think is that they don't hold anything back. They they've they've jumped. They've done every possible. You know, they they don't hold anything back for you to anticipate anything. They've gone right into the matches with, you know, um, throughout the whole thing. Um, they already had a match with, you know, Becky and Bailey on television. I mean, it was, I mean, it, was it was a regular match, but still. Um, and it just this thing has just not been and only honest, I mean honestly for the past couple of months outside the bloodline, like not much has really been hidden on that level. But they needed they need they're better they were better off doing something to build anticipation instead of just giving it to you this time. Because with this whole thing, they've been just giving us like everything. So there's been very little to anticipate, and I think that's affected things as far as how it's being perceived. And so this right here, by not by just not doing it, and by and by not doing it the way that they did. I mean, that was an old four horsemen kind of beatdown that they put on her, you know, yeah. locking the cage door and everything. And it needed that. It needed something because it's been okay. We'll do the match. Okay, we'll do the promo. Oh, okay. We'll do the run-in this week, and it's just—it's been like perfectly acceptable universe mode booking 
right, um, for this thing. And so they needed to do something to kind of different, something that they hadn't done yet. Let me let me ask you guys this, building off of that point, Rob, because I think I said this in the uh, in the the group chat. Um, Raw obviously did huge numbers this week. What two point four million? Uh, two point three, and in the first hour to two point six. Two point six. Okay, so a, a lot of those people were coming back in to tune in to see the legends, and we know that a lot of times we bring in the younger talent so that the people who tuned in to watch the legends will see the younger talent, and hopefully they retain some of that audience. With this uh, cage match kind of being nixed and them doing the beatdown like they did, do you think it's a possibility that some people who normally don't watch may look at that and go, hey, let me see what happens next week with these two? Rather than give, like Gray said, giving them the whole match, um, we, we give them a sample and then try and rope them in to come back next week almost like a cliffhanger. Do you well, think that's honestly, a possibility? I, I think, I think it, it does better with the people who are already watching because the people who are already watching – this feud was just not not resonating with them. So I think this is a this is a better thing for the people who are already watching. This is actually something different. Okay. <clears throat> Ray, any thoughts there? I think or Jason, go ahead. Or either I, one, I don't care. Sorry, I just wanted to pivot right off of that and say Yeah, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. I, I definitely see Rob's point of view and I see and it makes perfect sense when you put it up to, to put it like that to us a couple days ago or whenever it happened. But, again, like many things, it's all about how they handle next week. You know, if, yes. if damage control is just back to being bumbling bobos, right. then no, no, we failed. Go back up. Go back. Yes. Cause that's, so. one of the, that's been one of the issues with this thing is that just like how you said remember, a few months ago, you said, you know, Judgment Day was like they were like the Imperial Stormtroopers, basically. Yeah. All the time. Um, EO and Dakota are very much the same they're they're the guys in the the question mark suits that run behind the riddler a lot of times um it seems and i don't think that really helped a lot no all right ray you got any parting shots here yeah that i i, I couldn't describe everything possibly more oh well, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> <laughs> but part, part of ray's oh. intro and i forgot that I'm the, I'm the man who never met a debate he didn't like but but no look we we like to debate. We have clearly we, we debate a lot of opinion. That's the we, point. We, yes. But then I think there are some things that are un, 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 unmistakable facts. First and foremost, you don't advertise a match, and then if there's an injury, if there's something that popped up, cool. But you don't advertise a match and have no good reason other than you ran out of time and don't have it. Then you don't do that. That's that's a bait and switch. That hurts your goodwill with your fan base. Okay. Secondly, mm. if you want to extend this feud. Because from what you from how, what you said and from what I what I gather, you weren't a fan of how the, of where the feud ended up or so, whatever. No, cool. I'm saying no. I'm saying look by the traffic numbers, it ain't hitting. That's what traffic I'm saying. Traffic ain't everything, dog. I know you're a data dude, but listen to the fucking crowds when they go out there. The crowds are hot for every segment they're a part of. It's awfully quiet during those matches, bruh. I mean, whatever. And that's maybe that's just true. and look, and that's the, not raw, true. the raw that's crowds are shit. Couldn't even be more times, true. But. Yeah, that's not true. Anyway, the no. Rumble this is weak. So you want them to continue to go through the Rumble when they could have finished on Monday and moved on to set up what's what's next? It's just I mean, superfluous all, and adding extra shit unnecessarily. Well, I think the beatdown was going to happen anyway. I don't think that match was going to ever finish. Yeah, I the agree. story. 
the story going into that, that's fine. But at least they would have had the match. The story going into the match was the last one-on-one match they had, Bailey beat Becky. Becky don't lose. Bailey, they beat the, they beat Becky down so much. Becky was gone for weeks. Yeah, that's why he's been coming through the through the crowd, trying to call out Bailey for a rematch. And the only reason she got Bailey to do it was because she she basically pulled the uh, uh, rabbit season duck season on her, and was like, "You can't beat me without your goons." Yes, I can. All right, well if you can, give me a rematch. Bet. All right, well rematch in a steel cage. Uh, okay. So like. Sure, the beatdown could happen. Got that. This isn't going to WrestleMania. There's no way. So it had to end at some point. At least you have some def- some level of definitiveness. But now there's cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger unnecessarily. And if you if you say the traffic says it, I'm not gonna dispute what your tra- what your notes say. That's cool. I watch the shows, bro, and I see Becky and Bailey is one one of the biggest draws on the card individually and as a feud people wait for becky people wait for bailey they wait for them to come out they wait for them to have 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 matches i can't speak for bailey versus me and him i can't speak for that but whenever bailey and, and becky are in the ring together magic from the crowd so like if you think it's not good or people think it's not good cool that's not everybody Somebody out there thinks the bloodline storyline is bad. Clearly, the majority of people think otherwise. So it's going to be somebody that says this ain't good, this ain't bad. But the only thing you can go by on the night is what is the crowd responding to? The crowd's responding to this. Okay. All right. Well, any parting words from everybody else on Raw 30? Anything else that you thought stuck out or... No. Um, uh, well, I've got uh, LA for me. Um, LA Knight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been, look, like I've said in the group chat, I'm I'm not here for the Bray stuff. I'm not gonna shit on it. It's just it's not for me. It it just isn't. Um. So LA Knight has made this thing interesting for me. Um. Him and him alone. Um. So hats off to him. Um. Uh, because, I, but, other than what he's been doing on the mic, I couldn't give. A damn about any of this Bray stuff. So he's single handedly made me interested in this. So uh, hats off to him. I'm well, curious I'm... to see what this uh, this lights out match is going to be. Um, and I'm hoping that there's some type of furthering of what's going on with Bray Wyatt. So they've got me roped in. Bray and LA Knight both have me have me roped into this. Ray, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. It just a quick anecdote. Why did Take rather come out to that damn kid rock song when you gotta pay is right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind Kid Rock's music as much as some people seem to, but me neither. But you know, like, it's you gotta pay is more recent and it has the actual gong in the music. Yeah. And just my opinion, it's a better song. And that's not and I like American Badass. I do, but that just to me, that's just the, that it the hits if the normies remember anything, it's the American badass. Yeah. I think they remember Roland more than American badass, don't you think? Yeah, Roland was a bigger song. Oh, well, yeah, but... Yeah. yeah, Roland was a big song. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, that was literally his moniker, was the, the American badass song. Yeah, right. which is why I was like, I right, whatever, but... 
You do you guys think we'll ever see the Undertaker again in the Undertaker character? No. I think we will at some point. Yeah, I think I think for Mania, one way or another, he comes out and even if he doesn't wrestle, he comes out and does the gimmick one more time. I'm with Jason. I don't think he ever. You don't puts, think so? I don't think he puts Colin ever again. No, I think okay. that was. I think the fact. So when he fake retired and pussied out of that retirement, then oh. he <laughs> he um went in between when he showed up at Raw 25. And did the whole song and dance with the hat and the whatnot. Because remember, you left his hat, boot, and his hat, gloves, and, you know, coat in the ring when he didn't retire. And then he came out in, like, the druid gimmick because he had left the, you know, the hat, coat, and ring, whatever, in the ring. And then what happened at whatever WrestleMania it was when he wrestled John Cena, the hat, coat, appeared in the ring, lightning bolt, boom, here's Undertaker. Um... I just got a, a very win. That was the closest we've, I know we've gotten close before. That was the closest we were ever going to see to Mark Calloway in a WWE ring. Like there was nothing to do with spooky undead dude. So I yeah. think it, it, it's the dead man. It's over. Yeah. That, that, you're and probably Undertaker's right on that. Old school, Undertaker's old school enough that that's how he would do it. He wouldn't put him out to pasture or whatever. Yeah. He'd just quietly be like, yeah, that was it. All right. Well, why don't do we want to move into our top five? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Rob, why don't you take uh, why don't you take over and give us your top five raw moments? <laughs> oh boy. All right. So uh, okay, this is not in any order, but all right. So th- my first four were very easy to come up with, and then the last one I had to think about it for a while. So uh, for me, Chris Jericho's debut because. I was a huge, I was a full-fledged Jericho-holic in 1999. And and even though I was a WCW loyalist, I fully understood why he was leaving because they weren't doing a damn thing with him at that point. And so I was, when he showed up, and then they were doing the countdown clock thing, and nobody knew, unless you read, you know, I didn't read dirt sheets back then, so I didn't know, I had no idea what the hell the damn countdown clock was for. So when it finally counted down to zero and then the music started playing, I was like, well, who's this? And then he, when they showed it making pose and I, man, I jumped out of my seat, man. That was like the greatest day ever. <laughs> okay. And the fact that, you know, and then he went, he first day he went, you know, he squared up with the, the rock in a promo segment. I mean, that was just huge. And I think we've said this before. That was, that was the, that was like putting up the bat signal basically like, yeah, um, it's, it's, Time to start coming back here now. You know, everybody had been going to WCW, but that was, well, that was like when they lit the beacon in Lord of the Rings, you know, and uh, the Return of the King for the, you know, and the, and uh, what was the city? Um, oh, Minas Tirith. Yeah, when they lit yeah, the beacon. Yeah, Minas Tirith. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, and then everybody, all the guys from Rohan, they saw the thing lit, and then it was like, okay, time to ride. Yeah. And that's basically what it was like. Um, Gondor calls, and Rohan will answer. Yes, and. And that's what it was like. I mean, because then, because then it was a few months later. That's when Eddie and Perry Saturn and he who shall not be named <laughs> and Dean Malenko. <laughs> yeah, um, and that was really yeah. I mean, that was such a big thing. Yeah. Um, another one for me: uh, Roman beating Sheamus for the world title. Because um, I was one of those people who was just devastated when he did not win at TLC, and 
and I knew they weren't going to fire Roman, but they 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 did rope me in that night, you know, into believing in what was going on there. And when he when he won that, that was just such and because look, I was one of the look, I was Roman Empire from day one, and that whole year, 2015, we had been, I mean, it had been a dog fight every day on Twitter. Roman you know, Reigns fans ate shit in 2015, pal. For several, yeah. So and, that's so that's when I joined the Roman Empire. So I just, <laughs> I just, I was like, you know, that that fan you jumped base, in and grabbed a plate at the shit table, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Ship there. I'm gonna hitch my wagon to these guys, and it's hey. been a fucking ride ever since. But I was at that F- aforementioned tables. Ladders and chairs. So when he did not win the world title, I was very upset. And yes, I got worked into it as well the next night. That um, I know they're not going to actually fire Joe Anwai, but could I see a thing where they put him off screen for two months or a month? Sure. When he won, oh, that that might have been like the final final nail in the coffin of just like, hey, it's still real to me enough that I'm going to stick with this because don't forget, I got it back into it. SummerSlam that year. So we're not yeah. talking window. Yeah. And shout out to it being in Philly and him getting the standing ovation where not even the year before he was booed out the building. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And shout out to a uh, shout out to Vince McMahon for eating a Superman punch. Oh, yeah. legit one. That, I don't yeah, think that was good. That, on the chin. That, that was a great bump. That was one of those that you know in the back. He told Roman, "Listen, pal, wait in there, pal. Fuck me, or we're gonna have a problem." Right, Rob, finish up your list. Bob. Okay, uh, number three was uh, Biggie cashing in the briefcase, and we've talked about that a million times before. So I'm gonna need to go on for you know about that. Uh, my fourth one was the the the, the three women fighting the police <laughs> before WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about that a million times too, so we don't, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to go on about that. But and number five was because those four were easy. So I was like, well, what's what's number five? What's one? What's something that more I really just really marked out? And and this also involves Roman Reigns because uh, <laughs> no SummerSlam 2018 when he finally beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, the next night he defended the Universal Title against Finn Balor. Beat Finn Balor, Braun Strowman comes out with the briefcase. Roman is already dead from the match, and it looks like Braun might be cashing in the briefcase. Then over the loudspeaker, Sierra Hotel India, Echo. <laughs> and then and then here, here out come you know Dean and Seth in full gear, and you know you know they they put the band back together and put Braun through the table, <laughs> and that was one of those nights where I really, yeah I mean, I mean I was jumping out of my seat that night because they they worked me again. I thought that. You know, I thought they were going to take the damn belt from him the night after, you know, uh, and that, but you know, but and that you know saved the whole thing, and oh, and I put it in, in a special category because um, because it's not a wrestling thing, but you know when Roman said I'm in remission, y'all, I, that's yeah. I put that's in the special category. I guess yeah, special yeah, agree. absolutely. The, but, the, uh, the, the, I'm in remission. I'm, I'm in remission, y'all. Roz, yeah. Eddie, and Roz Owen are in their own. Yeah. 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 They're in their own their own thing. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, so, now I have to come up with a sixth one. Uh, no, put yours. Keep no, that's yours. That's cool. Saying, I'm, yeah. I'm just. I, I yeah. didn't put them on mine because I think they deserve their own pedestal. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So Ray, what's your five? Um. Okay. Um. 
Rollins turning on the shield. And it's it's to give some context of why I made my list. We had a good argument yesterday about best or biggest versus most important. And so I tried to pick things that to me that had a wasn't just big but had importance going further. So Rollins turning on the shield. I got uh one, two, three kid uh upsetting Razor Ramon because back then jobbers were jobbers. We didn't know they actually we didn't know jobbers had families that were people. They were just there to lose. Um uh, Shane buys WCW. Um, Foley winning the title. Because that was the shift that basically killed WCW. And probably, in my opinion, maybe the biggest moment in wrestling history, Tyson versus Austin. Oh, because that's honestly that. People don't talk about that enough. That yeah. got them on Sports Center. That got them on mainstream entertainment news again, where they had not been for a while. Yep. Yeah. All right, Jason, what do you got, Bubble? All right, so um, number, mine are all very, very recent. Um, So I had the, in no particular order, um, I had the Shield reuniting because the first time, (laughs) um, because they did it. it was very, very fun. I don't care that it was against Miz and the Miz Taraj and, and the bar and whatnot. And it should have really taken, you know, Thanos to get the Avengers back together at that point. Um, the moment itself was really, really cool. Um, and then I had, obviously, Roman winning the title from Sheamus because I was also at that TLC, as I mentioned. Um, and then what else did we have? Uh, shocker. I mean, I've only been watching since 2015. and I've been a Roman Reigns mark ever since. So we got that. And then we have... Um, Let's see here. I had my number one, just to give it away, was the fact that Roman was in remission because uh, I didn't even watch it live. I was just refreshing my phone and waiting for someone to text me when I was at my job. Um, And I was um, but then watching it live. Obviously, it was really, really cool just because and it makes my personal list because Roman Reigns is literally the guy who got me here. You know, I'm still here because of that guy and my fandom. Like, okay, I'll stick around and watch this guy for a while. Well, here I am a couple of years later doing this podcast. And obviously when that guy announces that he has cancer, um, then it's pretty upsetting. And his remission was one of the coolest moments for a non-frayed celebrity I will never meet and all that stuff. Uh, and then I had Sasha winning the uh, – was the match submi- uh, submission or is Falls Count Anywhere? Falls Count Anywhere. And it was Falls Count Anywhere. And because it was this uh, – um, the uh, – what's it called? The chin lock over the chair banister? Yeah. Or yeah, the that handrail. Was, that was so – The chin lock over the handrail. Yeah, that was – holy crap, what a moment. Yeah. Horrible, day in, horrible, horrible day in wrestling history. <laughs> oh God! I brought. Look on the bright side. It wasn't the damn superhero lady. And then see, now you brought that up, not me. <laughs> okay. That better not be on your list. <laughs> Number one, Nikki Ash. No, Rob. I'll, I'll, if it makes you feel better, that one just got nudged off the list. That, that, that's what got me blocked five. by Adam Pierce. Okay. <laughs> can, we, can we get our top five uh, moments with Charlotte got cashed in on? Can we do that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's the only way they can beat her. Uh, <laughs> cash in our. Uh, 
Speaking of cashing in, one of mine, again, was Big E cashing in on Bobby Lashley. I just, that was just awesome. And the buildup to it, the significance of that title change, all of it was just, just to me, chef's kiss. Very awesome. And, and, you know, hoping Big E makes a full recovery. I know we've said that before, but yeah, looking forward to if he's able to do it, seeing Big E on my TV again. Um, next up for me, and this was for me at the time, I think about it during the day, what WWE was putting on TV when they made the change over to a more adult centric type of programming, there was, they, I don't know if they started the show. They started the show, I think with a match with Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack. And at one point there was a garbage can, a huge dumpster. They ended up in it. The new age outlaws, Billy Gunn and road dog come out, locked them in it. And then they shoved the whole thing off the stage. And I remember, and then they took like, this turned into like a 30 minute segment. And it was like, at the time, when you think of what WWE programming was, it was so outside the box and so outside the norm that it really gave you a uh, a sense of what was to come. And it really kept you like, okay, this is what roped me in with DX. Before the crotch chops, before the suck it, I'm like, wait a minute, these guys are playing for keeps. And that moment was when I realized they were playing for keeps. And that was the moment the outlaws, people realized, oh, these dudes for real. Yeah, because they were kind of too joked. It was, you know, what was it, uh, Rockabilly and the Road Dog. The Roadie. The Roadie, I'm sorry, he was the Roadie at the time. Rockabilly and the Roadie, all of a sudden they're a tag team. I'm like, you know, and my first thought was probably the same as everybody else. Great, these guys are going to be jobbing to, you know, whoever in two weeks. And then suddenly they're not. Suddenly, they're the biggest tag team in the world, and you know that moment did it. So that that's why that one ended up on my list. Uh, Jericho's debut, and and again for all the same reasons Rob mentioned that that signaled a seismic shift in the the industry inside the industry. You know, folks were like, okay, maybe the grass isn't greener in WCW. Maybe WWE ain't such a bad place to be after all. My next two involved the same guy, and again, this one's been mentioned, Austin and Tyson. Can't can't put that over enough as to how important that was for everything that came after it for the next five to seven years. That really paved the way. But for me, the thing that really, really solidified Stone Cold Steve Austin and that entire era was the very first time he stunned Vince McMahon. The ve- Because up until then, we were just starting... In kayfabe, some of us knew because of the steroid trial and things like that that Vince was the owner. But for those of us that played along, uh, Vince was a TV guy. He was a commentator. He did interviews. That was it. That was his role. Suddenly, it's starting to come out after the the, the Montreal screw job that, okay, Vince is in charge. This thing is coming. But still, aside from it, I don't know if you guys remember this, the one episode of Raw where, and I don't know whether... I'm not sure how or why this played out, but they were supposed to cut to commercial and Bret Hart cuts this um, profanity laden tirade on what's supposed to be their commercial break, cusses out Vince McMahon, cusses out the crowd, says, I'm the best in the world. You know, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And everyone in the back goddamn well knows it. So do you know, it was, know it, McMahon's in the ring and Bret shoves him. Prior to that, nobody had ever put hands on Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. So here's Austin hitting him with his finisher and Vince taking the bump for me. That's that really legitimized Stone Cold Steve Austin and everything that followed. So that was my top five. Great, uh, great pick. That's talk about an underrated moment. People don't. I think people don't 
talk about that enough because people don't remember that enough. Because the first that first one, the first one, the stunner was horrible. Like Vince, that was terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then I love that that Stone Cold tried so hard not to do it. Like he was like, oh man, I ain't gonna do it. And then he and that that's that iconic scene of him being arrested. Yeah, and uh, and like him smiling at the camera, like yeah, that that whole scene, and I think that gets uh, I think that gets drowned out by the beer incident and the Zamboni incident, and you know the blowing up DA, all these other things that Austin did. That moment, everybody forgets that that was cataclysmic for him at that time. Well done. All right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of already talked about the cage match thing. I don't think we really need to go into that anymore. I know Rob's got some little data things that he wanted to go over. Uh, let's, uh, all right, Rumble or PWI? Uh, well, I think, um, which one will be faster? Probably PWI, PWI first. And then yeah, do the PWI. Let's burn through that, and then we'll talk about, we'll spend the rest of the show on the Rumble. Okay, uh, Rookie of the Year, Hook. What? What? Uh, what? That's mm. not even some AEW hatred coming from me. That's just a what? Uh, second play, um, he got fifty three percent of the vote. Uh, Is he play. over though? Because it feels like they cooled him off. Yes, he was uh, over. <clears throat> yes, but they cooled him off. He's, he's okay. teaming with Jungle Boy now, so um, both of those guys are over. But yeah, he definitely cooled off. Okay, yeah. second uh, second place, Logan Paul. Third place, Paige Van Zandt. She had one match. Well, she's hot, man. You know how it goes. Yeah. You know, how, you know how some of these people are, Ray. I know you're right. <laughs> I think you you spot on right. Yeah. And uh, fourth place, third in a row, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. So, so speak. Okay. No. So, bra breaker. Whatever. Uh, he must have been last. I'm assuming he was last year. If he was last year, D'Angelo wrestled yeah. before Bra Breaker did. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, uh, well, uh, he must have, it must have been, he must have brother, been. Brother, it's PWI. You just got to roll with it sometimes. He, he yeah. must have won, must have won <laughs> it last year. My head hurts, dog. My head hurts. <laughs> what else did they have? All right. Uh, he could deal with Paige Van Zandt. Tony D'Angelo is the one that sent him over the edge. All right. Uh, well, no, next. Yeah. Man, yeah. The PWI slash AW awards. Well, all right, yeah, um, exactly. Most improved wrestler of the year. Andy Rose. I was oh, gonna I, say it better I, be Mandy Rose. I can't argue there. Yeah, good, good correct. call. Good call. That's uh, that's the correct answer. Yes. Uh, first runner up, Madcap Moss. Okay. And honestly, I, okay. I think, well, I think he some some people get better, some people get more playing time. I think he got more yeah. playing time. That's fair. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, Madcap Moss's former tag team partner, Mr. Mandy Rose. Oh. Ah. Oh well. That's good. Fun little quick nugget on my NXT show was uh, having to explain to my girlfriend why uh, why there was a different woman wearing the women's championship and uh, Mandy <laughs> Rose was nowhere in sight with toxic contraction. I was That's like, oh, one. you didn't know. <laughs> so yeah. well, let me have a discussion with you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. All right, so second runner-up, Julia Hart. Okay. Third, okay. Third runner-up, 2.0. Man, if this was... Seven months ago, 2.0 may have been number one, bro. They had a glow up of epic proportions at one point. Okay. Uh, next, comeback of the year. Uh, Taya Valkyrie. Shut it down. 
defund PWI. <laughs> back from? Defund that shit. I mean, it, he it came back from both? Mexico to LA. Sure. I mean, because well, Ray Cash has had a better comeback than that. Okay. Um, <laughs> number all right. First runner up was Bailey. Second what? runner up was Johnny Gargano. Third runner up was Alexa Bliss. Bailey was gone for anyway. Like was this months? a lack of options list? What's the deal here? Yeah. Well, the, the other the other people getting votes were Bray Wyatt, Mike Bailey, and Soraya. So, Mike Bailey should have won it for being like literal because he didn't wrestle for five years. Nah. Five years? Damn. Well, he fucked up. Long story short, he's from Canada. He worked down here without a work visa and was banned from the country for five years. Uh-huh. He couldn't okay. wrestle in the, and still wrestle in the states for five years. And as soon as he came back, one bowler, major person on impact, really doing having a big nice. run. So like that's okay. a comeback. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Inspirational Wrestler of the Year. This ought to be fun. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> John Moxley. No, I. No, no. Yeah, All yeah right. we have. Yeah, we have. Okay, yeah. okay. Right, I'll, I'll take yeah. that one. Okay. I was gonna say we've put over Mox on this. So, pod so now PWI goes from a kayfabe magazine to a shoot magazine. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, most popular wrestler of the year, John Moxley. Shut up. Sure. Sure. Defund. Sure. All right. Most hated I, wrestler I of the year. I can hear it. Most yeah, hated... I, I, I'll at least hear the argument, yeah. you know. Okay. Most I ain't trying to wrestler... hear that. I'm putting earplugs in. Most hated wrestler of the year, MJF. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wrestling not Jack hated, Brooks bro. not Roman on the list? Okay. No, was Philip Jack, Jack Brooks not on the list? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, um, all right, feud of the year. Oh, here, oh, here's Philip Jack Brooks. Feud, feud of the year, MJF versus CM Punk. <laughs> I, I knew that mm. one. Because Depends on when their year is. It wasn't MJF. CM Punk versus AEW locker room. That wasn't. Yeah. MJF took the picture for the award with the uh, with that plaque. Oh, they put okay. a piece of paper, was it, put a piece of tape over CM Punk's name and wrote MJF. So it said MJF versus MJF. And Punk tweeted on it saying, "Now put tape over the ratings like you should because the rating has been bad or something like that." Yeah, I saw so, that. Bitch. Yeah. Phil, so Phil, I knew Phil, about that. One. Phil's Wait, gonna fill. Was it? <laughs> Excuse me. Was it uh, an option? Could have been a uh, feud of the year. Was uh, Kenny and Larry versus everybody at yeah. Brawl Out? <laughs> oh man! What's next? Had to get that okay. damn dog okay. out of there, yeah. man. In- Independent wrestler of the year, Matt Cardona. I w- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. No disagreement there. I bought mm-hmm. a GCW pay per view to see Matt Cardona. Yes. One hundred percent. All right, yeah. uh, Matt. Match of the year, uh, Cody, Seth, Hell in the Cell. I, yeah, for, for all the reasons that they probably chose it, I can see it. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, wasn't yeah. it that some of ours at our year-end show? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. And, uh, Gunther, you put that? Gunther and Sheamus was first runner-up. Yeah, there you go. I swapped okay. the two on my list. Okay. okay. Uh, That's faction of the year, the bloodline. Okay. Yep. Yes. Moving on. All right. Uh, tag team of the year, FTR. Nope, wrong. <laughs> so, so look, all four of us know it's the Usos, but the only argument is the belt collector thing. FTR held a championship in every other, every See, other place, but every other gonna, damn company. This, this is where <laughs> PWI conveniently swerves back into kayfabe territory. Yep. But, well, these are the but, these, these are the voters, like people. To hold on, because the Usos have held the two belts 
for the whole year. Like the two belts. Great. So you know I mean, what the hell with it? I love the new day, but let's show up on let's show up on Tuesday night and beat the new day and just wrap all three belts around your head and there you go. Stroll into Friday night with all the gold. But you know what? I <laughs> love the new day, but fuck it. Let's run with that. Okay. So uh, say wo- we all. Let's do it. Uh, woman, woman of the year, Bianca Belair. Yep. Yes. No argument. Wrestler. Oops, where did I go? Oh, darn. Oops. I hit the wrong tab. Where, where'd you go? Oh, where is it? Oh, my okay. God. It's all Roman right. Reigns. Right. Male wrestler of the year. Right. Yes. Wrestler of the year is Roman Reigns. Correct. Uh, John Moxley was second. Sure. Okay. They can have it. All right. Uh, yeah. Now there's okay. There's some editorial awards. The Stanley Weston Award. That's like we some, don't need to know that. No, and uh, and that is all. Okay. All right. Well, let's close the show out with some talk about this year's Royal Rumble. I know Jason, who is giving us a great look at his tag team partner Bucky. Looks like Jason may have taken Bucky out. Bucky is in a dead coma. Uh, what'd you do that dog, Bubba? He done so. Was pal. he your first oh. customer? Was the, be uh, honest, no, was the dog your got, first customer? I mean, he might have got a little secondhand in the pre-show, but no, you, didn't, you didn't slip him an Eddie or something. Nah, he's just tired. He went on a big walk with Mama today, so they went oh, okay. all hiking three miles. So he's nice and tuckered out. All right, Jason, you were in charge of the Royal Rumble card. We're just going to burn through this real quick. We don't have to spend a lot yeah. of time. Just maybe some quick predictions. Yeah. Do you want to end with the women's and the men's Royal Rumble, or do you want to just rip those band aids off right now? We'll end with those. Okay. So first up, uh, we have Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match, which, by the way, I had my first pitch black in about however many years it's been since that wonderful, amazing, beautiful soda has been on the market. I had my first one today. House. You you won't sleep for three days. Uh, so fine. what is it pitch black? Was, is it like regular Mountain Dew with coffee in it, or what? What is this? I don't drink Mountain Dew, so. Uh, it's. I think it's supposed to be grape, um, but in this way that grape soda is supposed to be grape, you know. Um, just so, so I mean, just imagine purple Mountain Dew. There supposed to be grape does not sell me a ticket. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> you never had grape soda like Welch's grape. No, I have. I, I prefer I prefer like sun-kissed orange or something like that. A sun-kissed grape doesn't taste anything like a real goddamn grape. You know? <laughs> um, so it's the same deal with this. But anyway, okay. um, Purple Mountain Dew. Uh, I look for Bray Wyatt, obviously, to win this. And I think this is just going to be a furthering of the shenanigans <clears throat> of Bray Wyatt. And I don't even know what else to say about it because I have no idea what a Mountain Dew pitch black match means okay so rob you have any thoughts here uh bray's gonna win and yep my, i'm rooting for just for whatever comes next for early night uh hopefully he survives this and doesn't end up you know screwed creatively <laughs> yep i totally agree ray you got anything here yeah well one clearly bray's winning clearly yeah um Hunter's always always loved LA Knight, even going back to his first run in NXT before he left. Um, always loved the dude. So he'll get opportunities, but this is a good chance for him to showcase that he should have opportunities at a higher level of the card. Only real question is, is this the moment where, uh, where Uncle Howdy gets physical and not just the one Sister Abigail, but like something? Because 
with it being pitch black, I, like I think we're gonna see more manifestations of the living Firefly Flint House. I was gonna okay. say, Rick, when you say he has to win this, I'm like, okay, there's a way he doesn't has to win it, and that's if, if Uncle Howdy is involved in the finish. Um, no, you're you're so, right, but most this is his first match back. Most people's return match they win. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you. By the way, you should win. Um, but but DJ, you got a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, fuck finish always. Yeah. Or uh, who who hasn't gone yet on these guys? Let, let me talk to you. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I you know what I'm going to go against the grain here. Call for LA Knight. It's his first big feud on uh, on the main roster, and I think there this may be a fuck finish. But I could I live in a a, a uh, alternate universe where LA Knight can win this. Yeah. So, dummy. <laughs> All right, uh, Rob, what do you got here? Oh, I said Darcy Bray's gonna win. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Jeez. All right. So who we got next? Uh, let's see here. Wow, the card is super thin. Uh, it is. There's not a lot of like matches other than the Rumble. Both Rumble's gonna last um, five minutes at least. I I could see also see the United States Championship sneaking its way on there. Um, but in any case. Next up on the card I'm looking at, we have Roman Reigns, uh, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, putting that belt on the line against one Mr. Kevin Owens, a fiend from Canada. Uh, I, I mean, it seems like this is just a stepping stone on the way to WrestleMania for Roman. However, the manner the manner of which we step over that stone will probably determine the trajectory for a couple of people so i look for sammy to get involved here obviously because that's what roman said you know go home don't don't get involved until we see you saturday blah 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 and we have a plan apparently so i look for sammy to get involved and it's all a matter of do we want the the story with sammy and the bloodline to continue or do we want that to now blow up because if you want it to continue you have sammy actually try to help Roman lose or try to help Kevin win, I should say. And then, you know, obviously they fail, but, or you have Sammy, you know, in a moment of conflict and suddenly say, no, I'm going to, you know, do the right thing and beat, stay with the tribal chief and, you know, be a good boy. So it's, it's, everything's up in the air, but it, and it all matters as to where they want to go next. So, Ray, as our esteemed guest, how do you feel about the um, what should be, if it's not one of the Rumbles, uh, the main event? Well, first and foremost, throw up your ones, number one. Um, oh, look at that. That's beautiful. Such beautiful cohesion. Um, <laughs> it, was like it was like synchronized. Uh, yeah. All good. at the same time, though, I, was, I, was, I was very impressed. I was very proud. Put, <laughs> put that on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was a moment. Tribal Chief for sure. You broke down the actual crux of the story though, fantastically though, Jason. Because this, I don't say nobody cares about the match because Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns do wonderful music together. It when they have these matches, they have great chemistry. Kevin Owens brings out the best in Roman. Um, oh, I know the I know the result of that match. Yeah. Please give those men thirty minutes anyway. And let them cook. Absolutely. Yeah. But the story is. What is Sammy going to do? Is Sammy going to stick with 
Roman? Is he going to go back with Kevin? Um, how does Jay respond to this or the Usos? Interesting note, they've left a lot of the Rumble spots unannounced, which is normal. But Sammy's not announced for the Rumble. Solo's not announced for the Rumble. And the Usos already had their match. In fact, no, they were supposed to have a match at the Rumble, aren't they? They nah. faced the winners of the um, um the tag team tournament yes. that's going on on SmackDown, right? That's right. Uh, well, they well, they faced the winners, so that's why we don't have a full card yet. Well, we no, don't know um, the winners. We got the semifinals. The semifinals. No, wait a minute. Friday. No, the so, semifinals no, are Friday. The finals would be... So maybe that's going to be a SmackDown special. Okay. It might be. The finals might be at Royal Rumble, and then whoever wins that match goes on. Yeah, okay. But the, So the question yep. still arises, are any members of the Bloodline going to be in the Rumble? Okay. Yeah. That adds to the spiciness for sure. Uh, okay, sorry. You were asleep at the wheel yeah. tonight, pal. I'm always asleep at the wheel. Uh, <laughs> who didn't go on the... Let's see here. The Rob didn't go. I didn't go. <laughs> Everybody <Right>. didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Ray just took control of the took control of the show, and Rob and I went and took a nap. That's what it is. I just have a great rapport with Ray. With Ray's done speaking, I'm like, oh, what, what else is there to go? Ray, Ray said everything needs to be said. Rob and I are done. We can clock out for the night and go to the pay window. Thanks for listening to the Miles Wrestling Podcast. This, no. <laughs> <laughs> he got such a smooth voice. Listen to him. Uh, let's see. What do I think? Uh, I don't think Roman Reigns is winning. I don't think Roman Reigns is losing. Oh, fair. I, I honestly, I think there's good because, and the only reason I say that is because the last time they feuded, Kevin Owens spent three months getting his ass whipped by Roman Reigns. Um, so I think just, I'm playing a little bit of fanboy here. I'm hoping that they find that this is, this will probably be your fuck finish of the night. And Kevin Owens doesn't lose, but he doesn't win. The undisputed Universal Championship. I mean, I I just did envision a scenario where Sammy tries to help Kevin fail, <clears throat> and not only is kicked out of the bloodline, but now Kevin's mad at him, and we double turn them. I don't know, just a spot, just an idea. Uh, reminder, Rob, go ahead. A lim- reminder, real fast: Elimination Chamber is in Montreal, and Sammy is on the cover. Oh, well, then there you go. I mean, <clears throat> all right. this could blow off any different, any number of ways. Rob? All right. Uh, Roman retains the title, and I will confess, this is going to be probably like the War Games to me where I zone out until the finish. And and then I watch the match, you know, a day or two later and actually sit down and focus on it. <laughs> um, but... Roman retains the title, and yeah, it, it this all comes down to how Sammy gets involved, what he ends up doing, and all that stuff. Okay, what's next, Jason? Uh, so we got the um, women's match. We have the Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, defending against Alexa Bliss. I, unless they're gonna go. F- full bore right into spooky dooky town with Alexa Bliss and get right back into that and immediately establish establish her as a new big new or a big deal again <clears throat> you I look it's going to get weird there's going to be spooky dooky magic and like titantron nonsense and whatnot but I look for Bianca to hold on to that championship this time 
unless again, unless you're gonna go full full throttle crazy Alexa, which all right, and I can't get mad at as the resident Mortal Kombat wrestling fan. So, uh, Ray, what do you have here for the women's Raw champion, the Raw Women's Championship match? Uncle Dallas Howdy gonna be busy as hell because mm. he's probably gonna interfere in this match too, some form or fashion. Bianca bet not lose. I'm not for Royal Rumble title losses because I like my Royal Rumble to WrestleMania to be, you know, roadblock free. Okay, because know who the champion is. One little challenger is you got nine weeks, bitch. Build. Yeah. And in fact, I think the last time the the last time you had a major title change on the Royal Rumble card was when Cena beat AJ in 2017. Yep. Unless you count, no, yeah, because the Punk thing was before that. Yeah, that's right. Spot on. And the um, women's title, women's titles tri- have never changed at the Royal Rumble. And um, Triple H won the championship in the Rumble that one year. That was 2016, though. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. La- you're right. Yeah. Last one was uh, Cena and AJ. Yeah. Great, great call. Great call. Great call. Yeah. Um, good throwback. Uh, Bianca's gonna win. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I I do appreciate this. Quick quick anecdote. I appreciate that a person who in size has no business being competitive, in skill has no business being competitive, and in thought process has no business being competitive. And yet this crazy gimmick, this Uncle Howdy supernatural gimmick and her ability to tell stories through the mic and with her body has made us look at Alexa like, hmm, she got a chance. Good on her for doing good work. Yeah. There you go. Did uh, Yeah, I look for Bianca. I look for a straightforward match. I look for Bianca to retain in a clean finish, I look for the spooky stuff to have to ra- happen after the fact. I look for Alexa to finally snap, and then Uncle Howdy or whoever swoops in to rescue her. Quote, unquote. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Rob, did you go? No, I did not go yet. Because um, DJ, um, DJ just, in- well, it's funny because the, the last time Alexa had a title match, it was that's exactly what happened. They did the... Uh, spooky stuff up until the match and then she and charlotte just had a match for a regular match yep. and then alexa wigged out after the match because charlotte ripped up the doll and all of that um yep oh, yeah. um so i guess the question is was because look um charlotte ain't doing the spooky shit okay no <laughs> um, so the question is whether or not bianca has the same type of mindset um and if i think bianca's probably more apt to play along with this kind of thing um so it just depends on how, like Jason said, depends on how far they go with it. If if they go all the way with it, then yes, there is a possibility of there being a title change. Um, as far as the why you would do that, I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, I wouldn't because if you do that, then what Bianca wins it back at WrestleMania. I mean, she's that's like three WrestleManias in a row where she won the title. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you tell them the same story over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I think this time she either needs to defend it, she either needs to defend it successfully, or she needs to lose it. One or the other. Agreed. Um, Agreed completely. Um, either one is fine. I mean, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> but here, I mean, again, precedent says that she's going to retain the title because 
like the, like the women's title has not changed. You know, in the brand split era, let me let me specify that because I have no idea if the old women's title changed hand in the Royal Rumble or the Divas. I have no idea. Um, but precedent during the brand split era, um, women's title has not changed in, in any of these Royal Rumble title defenses. Um, and me, Mr. Me, Mr. Math Guy, you know, I stick with the pattern until the pattern changes. So mm-hmm. I will. Bianca will retain the title. Don't know if she's going to win the match. There might be some type of, you know, weirdo shenanigans or whatever. Um, just as long as we don't get the worms on the ring, like when you don't. Oh God! And then that stuff. They learned a lesson with that. They learned. And by the way, Bianca so for Uncle Howdy last Monday. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She did. She did. I think she's all in on the spooky stuff. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. Um, so next up, we have the two uh, Royal Rumble matches. I'll just start with the women's because we have fewer announced competitors already. And I have um, something. So, I, have, I have betting odds. For, ooh, oh, God. Rob's got betting odds. Here ooh. we go. So yeah, seven of the 30 entrants have been announced as of this. I'm reading whatever I'm reading. Um, so. We have Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Ra- uh, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and of course Emma. No last name. So Lena. Emma uh, last name Emma is Lena. Emma Moss. Right. Emma Moss. Some, oh yeah, that's right. Um, so I I have no idea what they want to do with the women's uh, the women's rumble. Um, I think it'd be cool. I if I was a betting man, uh, I would imagine that I would put my money on Rhea Ripley um, to come out of this with some sort of title shot. So and wherever that goes, that goes. We already know that her and Bianca get along, and you know they're kind of intertwined. It would be cool to kind of bump heads again with that. So yeah, I'm. You know what? That's gonna be my pick, Rhea Ripley. And okay. in the words of uh, in the yeah. words of Jerry the King Lawler, that's my pick. That's my pick. Uh, Rob, you guys, wanna, you guys wanna know the odds here? Yeah. So you, why don't them. you go ahead and give us the odds? Yeah. Don't go too deep into the woods on uh, that. I'll give but... you the top four. Right. Top, top four. Yeah. Top four. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley has a fifty-fifty chance. Uh, Becky Lynch, twenty-three percent chance. Raquel mm-hmm. Rodriguez, eleven. Bailey, nine. Those are your top four. Uh-huh. Okay. Who do you think's winning? Um, I think it's either Rhea or Raquel. I think because they both have the clearest <clears throat> path to a t- to forward after winning. Um, I think you know Rhea and Bianca's they've been they they had the one little meeting in the hallway. They were in the war games together. Um, so they've definitely at least shown us it's a possibility. And I think and they were supposed to have a match back in July. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rhea winning and challenging Bianca is a very clear path. And also since, you know, um, Charlotte's baby face now, Rhea does owe Charlotte, so you never know. Um, She could go over there and do that. Um, So there are two clear paths for Rhea if she wins with people she's got history with. Um, And then I think if it's not her, I say Raquel because Raquel's got a clear path also. And I, this is a, and I, I've been saying this is, this is the year. Look, you remember that when they had Rhea and Raquel and Bianca in the ring on NXT, they put them up on the big screen and they had them in the ring yeah. together holding belts. That's clearly a sign of what they wanted to do, of how they wanted this thing, the vision to look in the near future or, you know, um, 
So this is the year to at least try something with Raquel. Um, if they're not going to at least try her in a title match on a big show, then you you got to think <clears throat> that they're maybe questioning things. So I think it's either Rhea or Raquel. Um, like I said, Rhea has a clear path towards either one. And uh, Raquel, this is a year, like I said, this is the year to try something with her because they obviously want her to be one of the big deals in the division. So, yeah, I mean, you got to hit the button sooner or later. Okay. Excellent. Mr. Cash? So. He's going to beat me to my pick. I know it. Go ahead. <laughs> so, first first of all, Raquel, she's not winning, but I think she breaks the record for most people throwing out. She's going to have a great showing. Um, she needs a little more season. This- this is the type of match where she could thrive too. And it's going to put her in a different stratosphere. Um, yep. I see her and Liv doing something more serious going towards Mania. Rhea will face Bianca Belair for the Women's Raw Women's Championship. But unless something last minute changes, I don't think she's winning the Rumble. You know who? Oh, wait. Rhea and Bianca are the, the new Charlotte Sasha. Like they're for, they're going to be. Yeah. Singing yes. Orton for the next 10 years. Yes. Dog. Yeah, Trinity Fatu. Oh, she's fifth. Time out, time out, time out. He beat me to it. I want this on record that my wife beat y'all to it. Okay. I put that in our little chat about. I need to issue a correction. Ten days ago that my wife was planting her flag. Okay, because let me let me let me throw this in because she's actually tied with Bailey for fourth in the favorites. So okay. And also, yes. I, you know she, what? I'll, now I'll put it into the atmosphere. That's I would absolutely want that over anything that we've all said. Oh, me too. That, no, that's what. No, that's that's. If I had to pick the one, the only that I wanted, the that. only thing is, if she comes back in the rumble and she's not winning it, you that's pick very, very, very carefully who eliminates her and how they do it. And it you better can't be to get... say, hey, you come in for five, you get tossed out, but pick somebody to toss you out. And like, no, 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 That crowd is going to be hot. So you better be directed the right way. Yeah, this time they better ride the wave. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, my, uh, absolutely. I never say that. Uh, just do what the fans want and, you know, just do the damn thing. But yeah, just do the damn thing. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, Ray, you were, finish up. I just, hey man, I was just trying to give some reason, but everybody's on board. You know, Charlotte and, and Naomi got unfinished business. Yep. Yes. Naomi is the female Kofi in that she's always got an escape thing, and she's won a Rumble before. Not a Rumble, but a Battle Royal before because she won the WrestleMania Women's Battle, the Ovi Battle Royal. Yep. So, like, yeah. And, and also, I think they know that Sasha's not coming back for a while. Mercedes. Yeah. But, the, but they know they fucked over Naomi. They know they fucked over Naomi. They know they did. They know they fucked over Naomi for a minute now. And I, so I think this is like a, a make good to come back. And shout out to her. She's made herself a bigger star since she left. Yeah. She did, she's not like Charlotte, Becky, Beyonce. She's not that level of star, but she's right underneath now. Well, and Naomi doesn't also have the Cody, Sasha like list of you know, 
folks I want to wrestle. I don't think she does anyway. I don't know the woman for a hole in the wall, but she doesn't have a list of all these other people in other companies she wants to wrestle. And can you imagine if they play it this way, Roman trying to gaslight her into winning the title for the bloodline and her being like, I don't rock with y'all just because my husband's a member. Like, that yeah. could be some fun TV. I think that's good and storytelling. So, I think it's too I, easy just to throw her in with them. Yeah. I think it's a agreed, better, more agreed. nuanced story for her to look at Roman and go, no, nah, I don't think so. I agreed. I think it's fine. To be the, to be the one to, uh, person who doesn't bend the knee. Yes. That, that's good storytelling. Totally you could totally do that. I'd also be fine, even if it you did one for a while and then flipped her. But if you do get her involved in the bloodline, she either needs to be, yeah, a fly in the ointment and a pain in the ass, or she needs to be basically an underboss. She can't just be there to wrestle the women's matches because she's the women, the woman. Oh, right. completely agree. And I'm, I'm hoping that she, she sticks up to him and either right. doesn't join or, like I said, be the underboss. But he knows he can't do shit to her, so he like he takes a lot of. I was, yeah, yeah, I was right. gonna say yes. In the way he does boss around like Solo and you know to to a degree now the Usos. At the first he was really you know calling the shots. He doesn't do that with her, and she like consults with him like this yeah. is what we're doing. So at okay. least at first, and then if she wants to just be like you know what this sucks after a couple of months, and then we blow that story off. Cool, let's do that too. That could be okay. fun. So okay, yeah. Great minds, DJ. Great minds. Yeah, I was right there with you, buddy. I was thinking, I was thinking Naomi, and she goes on to challenge Charlotte at WrestleMania. So, so about ten days ago, my wife planted her flag and said, "This is what my head says. This is what my heart says. And if y'all say anything different, you're making me upset." So Naomi (laughs) is coming in at thirty, and she's going to win the Royal Rumble. So that's great. Anybody else want to get thirty? What? If she comes in at 30. Oh, if she comes oh in at 30, my she's got to win. Oh, she should come in. Uh, no, you got to bring her in. If she's there, you got to bring her in at 30. Yeah. If, yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's got to be. Well, and the, the beauty of that is, is by the end of that match, if that match, depending on where the placement of that match is, people are going to be tired by the end of that right. match. Well, she will, heat, she will heat that crowd right back up. Yes. And have them yeah. fired up to go into the whatever the match after that ends up being. And you yep. know what? They they should do it for the good reasons. But if you want to do it for a WWS reason, be petty as shit. See, Sasha, what you could have had if you yeah. had yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a multitude of reasons that serve a bunch of different people. If you've just you been patient. Yep. Like this, this could be you. This could be us with you playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have a question for you guys. All right. Is Ronda Rousey in the match? I yeah, read somewhere that Ronda got pulled from Royal Rumble. Like the pay-per-view. I don't know if she's injured or, or what. She got pulled from the title match. Oh, from the title That's match. She got the title. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. I did. I don't read the whole articles. I'm a headline reader, and I'm like, okay, what is that? And if I don't recognize the source, it's probably Meltzer's name is probably attached to it. So, so I really think they're going to run with this Ronda and Sasha. It's not Sasha. Ronda and Shayna tag team deal. Yeah, and do something with them, um, the stormtroopers, as y'all so eloquently called them. And I think you may yeah. bring the brothers back for a one-off or something, and kind of do something big with the tag titles. Oh, because you but, know WrestleMania every year oh, they have they have the wacky tag team match with the yeah, with, it's like the, six 
tag teams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can do that again. <laughs> all right, Jason. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, so the men's, do we all okay. give our thoughts? Because we kind of jumped We did on the women's, right. yeah. We're done on the women's. Yeah. I have, and I have, so we have I, the men's. I have betting oh, odds for the men's, by the way. Okay. We'll let Rob get the betting odds out of the way real quick. All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to do fire down the guys who have already announced. So we have 15 of 30. We have Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunta, obviously Mr. Cody Rhodes, uh, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross. All right. So. Um, Rob, betting odds. Yep, okay. Rob. The overwhelming favorite is Garrett Runnels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more time for the road. Wow. 59.88% oh, uh, probability. Wow. And if if, if you were if you were a degenerate gambler enough to bet on professional wrestling, Cody is the only guy you would like not win a lot of money with if you bet on him. So, right. All right. Um second is Sami Zayn. 34% chance of winning. And the next is The Rock. And now I saw it on another thing next to the Rock's name. They had like a piece of a padlock, which means basically if he's in the match, he's winning. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no, well, yeah, yeah, there's no way Dwayne comes back to be in a rumble and gets thrown no. out by yeah. random uh, guy number five. No. Um, no. <laughs> thrown out by Ricochet. You watch. Right. Hell no. Yeah. Those, so those are the three like big favorites. Cody, Sammy, Rock. And then behind them is Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, then Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now I will say this: if the, if if Austin is in it, that means Dwayne's not in it, and then that means Austin's going to win. That's hilarious. Thing, same thing is you would not bring. And it's funny Steve Austin being the substitute teacher for The Rock. That's funny. Even and how about, how <laughs> hilarious is this conversation of they want they're talking about Brock versus Austin? You know Austin's neck is held together like with some bubble wrap and some yeah. Oh hell, no! I mean, well. Look, they are not taking Austin to Suplex City. It's not no. happening. Hell no. I mean, no. look, if Austin is in this Royal Rumble, then that means they didn't get Dwayne, and that means Austin's going to win. And I'm all here for Austin and Roman Reigns. And look, I mean, we know Austin made it through a match without tearing everything last year. Well, so he's actually, I mean, I'm, all jokes aside, he's actually healthier than he's been since he retired. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't image. The image of Roman Reigns giving Stone Cold Steve Austin a tribal chief stunner and then pinning him in the main event of WrestleMania for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, that gives that that makes it move, fellas. It makes it move. Um, And and to to that point, I don't think that that the Rock has to be in the Rumble to get a title shot because he's the fucking Rock. But why yeah. would you? But how do you get it? And then what does the Rumble winner get? Because Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, huh? Sunday. Yeah, you got two days. Roman's defending potentially could defend on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I, I know people are talking about that. To me, that is a ludicrous idea. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not the best idea, but we're screwed no. with the fact that you have two titles on one dude. So, like, yeah, it is what it All is right. at this point. All right, um, so uh, who wants to go to their picks? Deej? Yeah, I'll go in. Uh, I'm going to throw in a surprise entrant, uh, Pat McAfee. I think Pat McAfee's going to show up uh, just because I think he's done just about with his football obligations. Even if he's not, I think he can probably pull a night off to come and come and, and participate in the uh, the premium live event on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, my pick to win, 
going against the grain here, not Cody Rhodes. Not Cody Rhodes. I think there is more story to tell by pumping the Cody Rhodes train for more mileage. And I say that because Cody came back, huge, huge pop, huge pomp and circumstance, and it was everything that we were hoping it would be. And then he got hurt. And then we haven't seen him for going on eight months. Is that initial ride, that wave, is that sustainable? We don't know. And we've only got three months to answer that question. I don't think, I think it's too soon to say Cody Rhodes is the guy. I think we need to see if that wave can last an entire year. And if it lasts the entire year and on December 31st of 2023, if Cody's as hot then, Cody wins the 2024 Royal Rumble. Like I said, so that's, my I, hot, that's my hot take. Okay, so I'll pivot off that because my hot take with Cody announcing ahead of time and, you know, I'm going to be in the Rumble and all that stuff. And me and Rob have planted our flags. We're getting to a thousand days. That's just past mania. So whoever's going to be at mania, going to be looking at the lights. I think you can look back at the Roman Reigns experience from 2014 on, and you can learn a lesson that, yes, it's okay to kick these guys in the balls once. You do it two, three times, four times, what are we even doing here? Kick these guys in the balls once. Cody Rhodes can absolutely take it. So I could I could see a world where he if he wins, he will he loses the the main event of WrestleMania. Um my pick to win. I mean my pick to win is I mean my pie in the sky dream is a certain Iowa Hawkeye is playing possum on on social media the last couple of weeks and that has not gone unnoticed so that's my pie in the sky all bets are off including a thousand days fuck it we do it we do it now oh well, yeah anyway if, if big if, if Big E makes a miracle comeback then yes you you, you do it yes yeah thousand days be damned nope yeah and I, uh, would, so I would be perfectly okay with that scenario my God, imagine the pop imagine the pop if Big E's in the rumble it's, oh, it's gonna it's be crazy. it's gonna be like when Edge was came back in Houston and we all were in the crowd fucking crying. Yeah, so, yeah. I I will shoot tears if Big E's in the Rumble. I'll be dead honest oh, about it's, that. It's brutal. So um, aside from that, uh, I could see Cody winning and losing the main event of WrestleMania. Hilarious. Um, because also, doesn't that guy, the son of the you know, tough Mr. Tough Luck, Dusty Rhodes himself, doesn't he want to take that one shot to the balls and be like, Aw shucks, I couldn't quite get it done. Gonna do it though, though, gonna get my you know, gonna keep trying, gonna do it for dad and then win it the next time around. Does don't you think that drama king doesn't want to just milk that forever? Or well, use it as a heel turn method. My anyway. my worry with Cody Rhodes is with him, there's more value in the chase. Right. Kind of like kind of like with Sting. Like yeah. Sting, everybody wants Sting to be the world champ until he was world champ. And then like right. suddenly it was more fun when Sting was chasing the championship. Well yeah, like so right. like so, you, yeah, they want you to win it, but they don't but that's once it. you get they it, don't want you to hold it. Right. They don't want you to defend it. And that's not a oh. knock on Cody. That's just oh. how I see him at this moment. Yeah. And who knows if he turns heel and embraces the true American nightmare, then 
Who knows? We got something on our hands, maybe. Um, but yeah, my pick, my yeah, you know what? I'm gonna rubber stamp it. That's my pick. Cody's gonna win. Cody's gonna lose. Doesn't mean he's not gonna be a universal champion in the future. He absolutely is. Um, and my, I have to give credit to my wife because she also said Pat McAfee is going to return in the Rumble, but she also said that he will get eliminated early and he will immediately slide out uh, off of the canvas and onto his seat at commentary and banish Byron back to where <laughs> goes. So that's All my right. uh, Mrs. Pick is Pat McAfee banishing Byron back to the back and taking his rightful place on the SmackDown table. Okay. So. Uh, who didn't go on the men's Royal Rumble? I did not go. Their actual pick, yeah, Rob. Okay, well, and look, if Pat is in the match, you know he's going to go to Brock and Gorilla and say, "F five me out of the ring, brother." <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know he's going. He's, yeah, he's, he's going he's, to. Yeah, he's like Brock, yeah. do it, man. F five me over the top rope, man. <laughs> and and Brock hasn't been announced, but Brock is. I think Brock is obviously going to be in it. Um. Because he and Bobby are gonna, they're gonna have a to do, and I'm really hoping that we get the Brock, Braun, Gunther, almost, you know, Clash of the Titans. Yes. The big boy <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd I'd be all right with a one on one with Brock and Gunther. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I want well, just I want to see all those guys just take shots at each other in this match. I want all the big people in there. That, at one time for at least a minute. Uh, I don't know. I think Brock's going to look over Braun and be like, he ain't touching me. Yeah. Oh, not, wait, not yeah. after the last time. <laughs> yeah, that's nope. true. But, it's um, tough. man. All right. Well, I'm okay. If obviously look, if either, if either rock or Austin is in the match, they won't both be in mm-hmm. there. One or the other. If one of them right. is in there, if, if, it is, if either one of them is in the match, they are obviously going to win. Um, if not, then, I mean, my personal rooting interest is Bobby because I want Bobby and Roman in a big match on a pay per view. Um, personally, that's my that's my personal rooting interest. I know it's not going to happen here, or at least not going to happen this time. Um, I mean, they haven't. I mean, Cody just seems like the only guy. But um, yeah. So, but like, I mean, I think like Jason was saying, I think with. Cody definitely want you know the, the kind of the the dusty kind of pursuit of the title is probably his preference. Um, and then so I could see him just not even not wanting to do it this time the first time around. Um, but it just doesn't it just doesn't look like anybody else is really lined up to win this thing. Um, so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just you know what fuck it. Austin's in the match. Austin wins. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Deej, you said Cody. Uh, I said Cody's not going to win. I actually didn't make a pick. I, I predicted oh, Cody's yeah, I was gonna not going to win this thing. Um, wow. Because, I, like I said, I, Big E isn't announced. Big E may not even be in it. Um, I, no, it, it, he's not. I, what? No, <laughs> no, hell no. Not he's if wait, I'm actually waiting for you. Hell oh, no. Uh, he's not gonna you know what? Fuck it. If Steve Austin's in it, Steve Austin. Okay. I'll take the easy road on this one. uh, Sorry, Rob, you said your final pick. I said Austin. He said Austin Austin if Austin's in it. Ray? All right. I'll try to make this quick. Surprise entrance. Matt Riddle was back. Mm -hmm. RVD's back. 
Okay. And uh, young Jason White, the Switchblade. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Makes okay. his debut. There's been some talk of that. Yep. Um, that. Respect, respect to Austin, Dwayne, Sammy, Seth, the nice guys. But adrenaline in my nose. <laughs> there go that boy Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody went in the room. Okay. Because it just makes the most sense for everybody. But the story, and you, you, you stole my thunder. Cody is going to play. I think the story can be told beautifully because first and foremost, if we go back, the reason Roman is a superior storyteller is because every single thing that's happened to him in his career, he revises it. The PTSD yeah. he has with the shield his the fact that nobody can talk to him crazy, but Seth can talk to him crazy without any repercussions, like all these little bitty things. Well, remember who was the first team to really give the shield to business? Was the was the Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cody always has had some little comeuppance on Seth and Roman. He never really fought Dean too much, but but those two, right? So there's that. Roman won't forget that. Number one. Number two, Cody, Roman will see how Roman will remember how Cody beat this Seth, the one guy that's on his level three times in a row. One time with half with half of uh, upper torso, right? He won't forget that. So, your concern, DJ, about will he still be as hot as he was when he came back will be fixed when Roman that plays perfectly. I'm worried about Seth, I mean, KO. I'm worried about Sammy and all this stuff, but I don't want to fight Cody. I won't tell him that. I have no interest in fighting this dude. Yeah. Right? And plays that. And Cody goes on to be as white, the white meat of all the meat that's white in all the white America babyface. And and to WrestleMania. And gives the 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 dusty, he even he may even come out and polka dots in the boots. And gives <laughs> the most greatest performance of his life, bleeding everything, and loses. Okay. Right? That's, and that's a dusty the moment. finish. That's the moment. And and you could even end the show with Roman walking out and him getting the standing ovation from the crowd for the performance that he gave, what he gave himself, right? Okay. And you can use that. And Roman can always, he'll always be like, yeah, I beat him. He's nobody. But he'll know in the back of his mind, yeah, I was lucky to get to that motherfucker. Like he was with Drew, right? Right. He don't want to right. smoke with Drew. He know he don't want to yeah. smoke with Drew because Drew had him beat. Yeah. Right? Um, and then you can parlay that into that. That can be your litmus test to see if he can stay that hot going into July. Yeah, we do the switch in SummerSlam because he'll have the thousand days. Okay, I think it's it, and we yeah. can go ahead and knock that out. And Roman can take a break from late August until November, come back to Survivor Series and play the whole Survivor Series to. Uh, mania run for 40. So that's the way I see it. But Sammy's not winning the Rumble for two reasons. Number one, it doesn't help the story. The story can't be Sammy versus versus Roman because that was never the story to begin with. It's turned into that. That was never the story. Second, the story's always been Sammy versus KO. Yeah. Involved with the bloodline, right? Secondly, go into history of, of WrestleMania on the 10s, and even technically on the 5s, 
but specifically on the tens, it's always the underrated, long suffering, great indie talented wrestler of the time who gets the big who gets that big push. Brett yeah. at WrestleMania 10. Voldemort at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> Brian at WrestleMania 30. And I think Samuel Zayn Uso gets the love in front of that Philly crowd at WrestleMania 40. Okay. Which I, I, I according to my last conversation with the girlfriend, at least one fourth of this panel will be present at Philly if we can swing it. Bet. Good job. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, me too. So how? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm come hello. I'm order. I plan on going. Yeah, we. I already t- I talked to her the other day. I was like, okay, WrestleMania is in Philadelphia, April of next year. Yeah. Are we going? Yes. I, Are we going? No. She said, sure. I said, okay, we're done. Let's make it work. I told you. I told you guys what happened. We were kind of, sort of, Hank planning on Phil on L.A. And then they announced Philly, and my wife just turned to me and went, all those plans just got evaporated. We're now driving to Philly, and yes, we're going to WrestleMania 40. Yep. But Rob stays 20 minutes from Philly. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm taking Amtrak. And <laughs> and look, um, if I if I get real crazy, I might just take Amtrak up and down both days and not even bother with the hotel. Gee, dude, dog, that's not just too, stay that's with us, if, you, if anything, but, dog. Dude, but, but please. I've taken the Amtrak from Baltimore to North Maryland. And it was like 30 minutes. Yeah, it's not far at all. Yeah. yeah. Now, we'll probably take like Friday through Monday and we'll get a, we'll get a hotel or something. Tina's boss has, uh, has an inn with um, like Hilton or something like that. And a lot of times yeah. they have little sister hotels around the area. If they've got something oh, yeah. close by, I think we're going to look into that. Probably leave on cool. Friday, come home on Monday. I'll tell you this. Excellent. If I go to Philly, I damn sure ain't going by myself. I know what side my bread is buttered on. I am not getting my ass beat <laughs> by myself oh. in that damn city. So no, I'm coming no, no. with people, or I'm gonna be hooking up with y'all. What you hook up with us, we'll be safe. <laughs> look, yeah, man, Philly look, is I genuinely, mean, look, Philly's you, you, genuinely one of my favorite cities. So you guys are, yeah, you're we'll all hang out together. It's fine. You're a northeastern, my brother. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Raise a southerner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for Royal Rumble Talk here. You have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. Remember to always use your head. Going to wrap back around the room here and thank my awesome, awesome co-host for another good show. Mr. Rob, sir, thank you. No problem. I'm going to, I'm going to shameless plug something here. Go um, for it. So I started doing I, like a special side project, my podcast. I'm doing... A little, little thing I'm calling wrestling with data, where I talk about just a bunch of numbers related stuff with professional wrestling. And I have the first episode of that on there. I talk about TV ratings. It's about 25 minutes, so I'm keeping sh- I'm keeping those short. Uh, please do check them out as they come out. All right, and from the Outsiders Edge, Mr. Ray Cash, sir, thank you, thank you for being on again tonight. First off, always a pleasure to be with you gentlemen. It's always a pleasure to hang out with y'all and to be a pain in my big brother's side. <laughs> One of the greatest joys of my life. <laughs> and I think we lost Ray again. You think he froze oh. up on me? Oh, oh there no. he is. Oh, he's back. Okay. You froze up for a minute, bud. You lost me so again? Just start from the top, buddy. Just start from the top, pal. See, Rob, Rob is out here trying to sabotage me. 
from giving this good stuff. He's got a little Ray Cash. He's got a little Ray Cash voodoo doll, and he's sticking pins in it right now. (laughs) You pick this up, brother. We're gonna get in the ring at forty, okay? Oh, let's go. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I know. I've I've been in the ring. I know how to take a bump. Oh, we're going to we're gonna meet at Fan Access. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. Can I ref that, please? Please do. I'll ref it, Jason. You call the match. You got it. Um, so thank y'all for having me. Number one, number two, I wanted to shout out AEW tonight. Um, to, uh, today, the day we recorded this, this Wednesday, was Jay Briscoe's birthday. He would have been 39, and Mark Briscoe came to the show. Warner Brothers allowed him to come, and he wrestled a match against Jay Lethal. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I just want to shout that out because that is a beautiful thing, and I want to give love because I can only imagine what Mark is going through. Jay's uh, girls who were in the wreck with him, they are doing well. So that's another blessing. I'm just thankful for that. want to shout that out because it was such a horrible tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful things coming out of that. Cool stuff. And, and um, you're glad to see that. I know there was some conspiracy yes. over them not doing a Briscoe's um, tribute show, Jay Briscoe tribute show last week. There were reasons for that to see them. Go ahead and move forward with something for him this week is is pretty important and pretty special. Yes, sir. Um, and of course, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-A-Y's Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars on Twitter. And uh, don't forget, before you end the show, DJ, your big news. I, I'm going to get to that as soon as I thank Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, sir. Good night tonight. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I'm as excited as the next guy, so get to the news. All right. I teased two hours ago, and uh, we'll we'll talk about little shameless plugs here. For two years, you have been listening to this podcast in your ears. Now, you can wear this podcast on your body. Yes, you heard that right. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast has entered the t-shirt business. You can get your very own Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot go check that out is available right now in any size you need in four different colors and if your skin's like mine you can get it in that soft style this is the mindless wrestling podcast remember you can call it pro wrestling you can call it sports entertainment you can call it whatever you want but call it in the ring and we're out of here until after the royal rumble